0: Okay, deep breath here. Um, This is Jason Albert, and you are listening to the Devin Kershaw Show from Faster Skier. It is Friday, let's see, March 6th, and Devin has been at World Juniors in Germany, so we're a little bit delayed on covering last Wednesday's World Cup sprint in Norway. We're a bit all over the map here, but mostly we are dialed in on today's Junior Worlds relays in which... The U.S. won the junior men's 4x5 relay, and Canada came in second. And the U.S. women placed second in their 4x3.3k relay. Okay, here's Devin from Germany. Big news in Canada, huh? Oh, huge news in Canada. Huge news in the U.S. Just huge, sure.
1: huge, huge news from everybody. I mean, it's been this was a, this was a hell of a day. <laughs> I mean. Uh, uh, there was just so many good things I mean you had so much weird stuff happening too you had that relay for the women to start things off when the German team and the Polish team had to ski the wrong course skating leg because it was a classic and a skate course
0: so they got DQ'd <laughs> so I was like oh man then we know we're in a junior race <laughs> Junior women relay okay Let's yeah. talk a little bit about that. Um, first off, like high praise. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the U.S. team and then get to the DQ stuff and that how that may have affected things. But the U.S. had a historic second place for the junior women in their four uh, by 3.3K relay. And I think up to today, the highlight was, I think, a third place in 2017 for the junior women with some heavy names on that uh, team. But anyhow, Novi McCabe from rural Washington state just closed down um, in, in her leg to bring it very close within like four and a half seconds, I think of goal, but a stout leg. Well, okay. I'll send it over to you. <laughs> Thoughts on all of that.
1: No, I mean, the junior women's relay. First of all, the weather in Overbeesend Hall is some, leaves something to be desired. Like it, today was just a crazy day. Weather wise. There's been a lot of tough conditions, Hard for the waxers and hard for the athletes, too. I mean, junior junior athletes, especially from North America, they're not used to dealing with these kind of conditions. And, and today it was off and on with heavy snowfall and then stopping and wet and just all around so strange. But there's two courses. There was a skate course and a classic course. The skate course had all the markings, and it was marked. And the skate course had red signs that said Skate 3.3. We're talking about the women's event now. And the men's course, sorry, and the classic course was blue. Signs in blue saying 3.3 classic. Somehow, <laughs> Poland and Germany took the wrong 3.3 at some point and essentially sure. took a wrong turn, ended up cutting off 300 meters of the course. So at one point, Switzerland leading the relay and then coming around, oh no, Germany and Poland have now... Past Switzerland without actually passing them, they come into the finish line and they're celebrating for a bit, and then it kind of hits them. And then the German, uh, the the German athlete that was the anchor, starts realizing like, oh, something's not right here. Then of course tears, which is totally fair because they had a great relay. I mean, the U.S. crossed the finish line in fourth, but yet was second because the two teams that crossed the finish line first decided decided to take a little detour and. While maybe for me, who has had a lot of World Cup experience, it makes a lot of sense to have the courses, two different courses, especially for relays, maybe that wasn't communicated effectively uh, to to those teams, the Polish team and the German team, or maybe they were just caught in the moment and just had a silly mistake, but I haven't seen that very often in relays, that teams end up going the wrong way, and it was well marked, but it was definitely crazy weather So, I, and you're hurting, but I, I, I feel really bad for Poland and Germany, but it was a boon for the USA, like you said, take those two teams out, next thing you know, you're second. And, you know, you, it's, all, it's your responsibility to get around the course, <laughs> the official course, sure. and uh, all, all, all the power to them. And then and Switzerland winning gold for the women is just such an amazing day for cross-country skiing. I mean... The Norwegians really struggled on the women's side, really struggled, and especially with Helena Fossesholm, who has been on the podium in the World Cup this year. She's a junior. She has two gold medals in the individual start races here, and she walks away empty-handed, and her teammates do that as a real shocker. But uh, USA, USA and, and Sweden get the benefits of some a major mistake from two very strong teams in Poland and Germany. So it was just a weird one on the women's side.
0: Okay, so one of the things I just want to flesh out here cuz when you look at live timing it's hard hard to discern because they are essentially removed from the live timing. Once they're DQ'd, they're done, right? Even if if the the penalty occurred late in the race, um their times and splits are not really where they may be for the first couple legs where things were all quote legal and on course if that makes sense. So Yeah, no. Kinda, for can sure. you, yeah, so paint the picture a little bit. It's going into that final leg, correct? Yes, but I think the mistake actually was made a little earlier. So it was a bit confusing. Okay. It was a bit confusing. But the reality, the fact of the
1: matter was Poland and Germany were having a great relay. And they were in the hunt and had, had a gap on the okay. teams like USA and Sweden. But... <laughs> you, you can't you can't go the wrong way, folks. So so at the end of the day, of, of course it's the right decision. I mean, geez, they they cut the course, um, and uh, my heart my heart breaks for those teams. But like I said, great day for the USA and great day for Sweden. But Switzerland really was the story of the day in the women's uh, internationally. Anyway, of course I know faster skiers in America, <laughs> and we covered the North America. So it was it was most certainly historic, but it was also historic. For, for Switzerland to win. And there was a young woman, she born in 2003, Siri Vigid, and she has come away from this championships with multiple medals. And she has, you heard this right, three more years of junior after this. So the future looks really, really bright. What a crazy talent in uh, Siri Vigid. I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but uh, she is definitely on form of these championships and it's really, really fun to see the... Swiss women doing well. It's been a while, Jason. 2002, they had that surprise medal in Salt Lake City. I don't know if you were there and saw it. That was nuts for them to get a medal in that women's relay. Yeah,
0: I was but, there. I'm dating myself.
1: But since then, since since then, the women have just haven't. The the, the Swiss women haven't had four four people skiing like. They, I mean, they won their World Junior champion. So <clears throat> what an amazing day for them. But the real story, sadly. <laughs>
0: we spend. Of course, I'm Canadian, so I'm like, I'm really gonna hit the homer here, but but we'll get to the real story. But before we but before we get to all the untapped maple like glory, I'm gonna talk about the
1: Americans too.
0: Oh yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that, and we're not gonna be super jingoistic. So we're gonna focus a little bit more maybe on north of the border, and maybe we'll explain why. But before we leave the women's side, I mean we've really drilled down a lot this season on the world cup, like, okay, central Europe, but it's been really cool. Like, like you said, Switzerland in first today, uh, Italy in fourth. Um, I'm just going down here, France in eighth, Canada ninth, uh, and Poland, which was DQ'd and German, Germany was DQ'd. Both of those countries have had really stout, uh, junior worlds. Oh, for sure. They've been fantastic on the women's team. And it's cool just to, to note that like, Maybe there'll be some more national diversity in four or five years. Yeah, no,
1: for sure. I and mean, you know what? Like we've been talking about all year, you don't have the same issues in the women's field on the World Cup that you do with the men. I mean the men the men's field is an issue. So these American boys that are throwing down, like I hope this I hope they can make that step up in a few years to the World Cup because cross country skiing needs right. needs the swagger, needs that American that all American swagger on the World Cup. And then a few years after that the canadians because they're just a bit younger than those american boys but um we we need some diversity at the top because in the world cup you saw it again i mean we're going to be bouncing around a lot in this one because i'm working here at the world Junior, so time, time is limited but sure but in, bounce dr- around but, but in Drammen, for example samaday second connor's rig uh, sorry oh my god yeah of course steiner mundell lives like 10 minutes from that course steiner mundell is my coach with the canadian team and he's a norwegian national team coach for a number of years. So I've, I've skied on those trails a bunch and trained around there. Um, and the Conrad races where we Norwegian nationals were held. They had to move it from the city downtown in drama this year, because of such lack of snow, um, they put on a great event. The skate course is great. And in the world cup for the women again, uh, you know, yeah. When you get into, when you dig down into the semifinal, not, not as much diversity, but it's a home race for Norway. Right. So of course, you expect the Norwegians to show up, but Sundling having a great season. Uh, the Swedish, the Swedish sprint team is just a serious powerhouse. Lynn Svon continues to impress. Another medal, bronze medal again, leading the sprint cup. Unbelievable stuff. You have Svennberg on Peltman's again. Those Peltmans just keep on ripping. Two podiums this year. Dude, they're Pelby. killing it. Yeah, two podiums in the last killing ten it. years. Amazing. i no, yep. just kidding. But this year, great Nadine Svennberg raced very aggressively to secure a silver for Switzerland. She's born in 1995. She's a huge talent too. So, And, and then Lampert, she who's right in there in the hunt with uh, Lynn right. Vaughn for the Sprint Cup. I mean, she made the final as well. Slovenia having a great season. So the women's side has been great on the World Cup, I thought. I thought the event in Conrad was was awesome. I mean, their conditions look very challenging, deep and sloppy, and... Ugh. But you know what, you can't control the weather all the time. So great that they pulled it off. But of course, the, the course I was happy I wasn't in that sprint. Let's just put it that way. It looked, looked uh, variable. Um, but then changing gears to the men, it was just, it was the show you've seen all year. It's just like Norway, 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 Russia, Norway, Russia, right. Russia. And then Cali snuck in for the top 10. Nice. Wow. Big day for Cali. That's right. But, yep. uh, but, uh, but Johannes Klebo <laughs> put on a clinic as he's put on a clinic all year. Tugbo has been so good this season. I think he's been in almost every single skate sprint final in the World Cup that he's got an opportunity to race. And I'm a, I'm a totally biased because Eidic Brandstall is a good friend of mine. And he's had a really hard year. He started the season being sick for three weeks Yeah, with a bad, like, cold... It was like, worse than a cold, but it wasn't uh, influenza or anything. But he was not training for three weeks at the absolute worst time, missed by the stolen, missed these early races. And oh, I was like standing up in our truck, cheering for Branstall. The guys in the Canadian truck are going like, what are you doing? But he has had such a hard season. And to see him on the podium, Drummond is the best venue for him.
0: If you look yeah, through the chat. Right. that like, is his praise.
1: I, I had a Branstall just crushes every time in Drummond. Then they moved it. To skating in Connerud, I'm like, oh no. And Idik really, really needed a race like this, put together a fantastic race, and we'll see him in, in uh, Quebec and, and Minneapolis. So I am so thrilled for Branstall. Such a great time to, to come alive. And you could really tell that, that that race meant a lot to him. But, you know, on the diversity side of things, on the men, it's it just, it just not getting better. It, it, you know, it's it just Norway. If it's sprint, if it's distance, uh, on the men's side of things, cross-country skiing has a bit of an issue, and that is the other teams just aren't good enough. The Norwegian team is head and shoulders better, and the Russian team is also incredibly strong. And it's, uh, yeah, the world juniors, like you said, just paints a very different picture. So, But I have to say there is a bit of crossover that we're going to come to. Is there was a very, very strange decision out of Norway for me. First, oh. we have a good decision. Okay. Wow. Which, I thought, which, I thought was ama- which I thought was amazing. So Shista, who is like the legend of last year, had such, you know, like the Norwegian comment they're calling her, and uh, she was world junior champion in sprint last year, where Lynn Svon was fourth in that competition in Lockheed. Shista had her best World Cup of her whole career. She's had major struggles this season. She just hasn't lived up to the hype. She, she just hasn't found her form, but she was fourth. And she's from Connerwood. She's from that area. So she got to do it at home. Best World Cup of her life for the first year senior. Uh, she said. So that was that was quite the story. And an interesting story, which I do not understand, mm-hmm. is does this name mean anything to you, Anscar Evanson? No. Do you know that name? No. So well, you- he won World junior he won World Juniors a few days ago in the sprint. An Anscar Scar- Evanson has had this crazy season. He won the senior national championships in sprint, but he's a junior, <clears throat> which were in Conrude, beating all the big names. Other than, Clayball wasn't there, but other than that, he was at a very high, obviously, he's, he won the national championship in Norwich, which is a big deal. And not many juniors have. He was the first junior to do it from the men's side since Petter Nortag, and we all know how good he became. Then he came to world juniors. He won. He won the sprint.
0: He's a junior, correct? Not a U23. No,
1: he's a junior. And in an an amazing style, a a really amazing style, perfect tactics. We talked about, we covered that a little bit, uh, I think in one of our other podcasts with Ben Ogden and uh, Gus Schumacher having, I mean, they had great days by all all intents purposes, but made some small mistakes which cost them dearly. Then, then I hear this kid is flying to to Karnirud or to Oslo, and then going to race a World Cup in Conrude when he has like ten years into the future of ten World Cups a year gets crushed in the prologue. He's 39, doesn't make the heats. Conrude was Wednesday, man. <laughs> it's Friday, Friday morning. He's on the
0: start line as the anchor
1: for the Norwegian team.
0: The Norwegian gotcha. women. Now I see where you're going here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the Norwegian women bombed.
1: So the relay, sad, sadly, it, which which is which was shocking because they have a very strong junior women's team as well. The American men, we're gonna come, we're gonna circle back to the American men because I have not I, those boys. I lo, I love I love those boys. But Norway was in that group with Canada, fighting for second after the third leg, and and you look at the stats and you're like, okay, Ansgar Evanson, he should be. This should be child's play for him. 5K, pretty light course.
0: Yep, they came through in third at the tag for the fourth one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then
1: Evanson, of course, because he's a junior, has had to fly during the World Junior Championships, has had to fly back to Norway, get psyched up for a World Cup in Conroe, get munched, ninth, doesn't make the heat, so there's the disappointment, pack his shit again. Jump on a plane, fly back, drive three hours to the, east, to the east side where we are, and then thrown into the anchor leg, completely came unglued. Steve, like, he, he was wrecked, like he had no energy. I mean, he didn't just lose a silver or bronze for, for the team, but he just faded spectacularly, and it just leaves you wondering, like, these are junior athletes, and the world juniors is a big deal. And if you are such a sick talent he didn't leave the world juniors to go compete in the senior right, world championships or the Olympic or the Olympics. Conor Root is just some random world cup. There's a world cup. There's a world cup next week in Quebec. And then there's a world cup in Minneapolis. And then what would the rationale be? I have no, I have no idea. Like to me, to me, when you have a huge talent like Evanson and he is a huge talent and he's a beautiful skier and he's a tactician to you. He he's the full package. He's the real deal. I feel bad for him. I mean, maybe he wanted to do that and he was fighting for that to happen, but you'd think that the leadership could, could realize that, holy, this is a heavy schedule. And if we're going to just fly him back to Germany, uh, like the night before essentially, and then go like, you're doing the anchor, the weather has been really tough. It's challenging. And most importantly, like his energy. And, you know, I feel so bad for him. I have bombed relays, Jason. I've had great relays. And I have bombed relays and it's tough. It's this tough position to, to let your, let your, but you feel just so bad. You let, you know, you feel like you let yourself down. It's all just racing. That's what, that's what we, none of us know when we're in in it, we have no perspective, but um, in Norway, you know, it's just the reasons always matter in Norway on the out of championship and and the world junior relay is, is really important. Uh, as well for the country. And uh, I just, uh, I I just, I've never seen them manage juniors so poorly, uh,
0: energy-wise. So, yeah, I mean, they really, when you say he faded, I mean, in, in 5K, he lost like two minutes and five seconds, roughly, to the US, which no, came it, in first, and Norway came in 10th. Exactly, and he has had good distance races at this World Juniors as well. Uh, my bad, he didn't do,
1: a distance race at the world junior championships. We, I also got confused, but he, he won the sprint on the 29th of February and then he got lit up in Connor and then came back and did the relay today. And I just, you know, my, uh, I, I, I'm not even a coach, <laughs> but, but, still, I mean, to me, it just seemed like that's a, that's a heavy load to put on a, a young talent and not just a talent, but a super talent from Norway. And, and they're left again, I can't remember the last time that Norway came out of a world junior championship with no relay medals at all. And especially when you had such dominant performances individually.
0: Okay. So there's a good core. I mean, we, we have, you know, good information here about like why the Norwegians, you know, popped off, you know, second and third place and faded on that last leg. And the women's race function as ski. I mean, it sounds like it was a super funky weather day function as skis or fatigue yes, as well yes no okay. it was a
1: function of skis no it was a function of skis they didn't have the best skis and that's rare but uh they also don't have the world cup wax team <laughs> helping in kind of like- the world juniors it's like all te- it's like all teams right i mean the u.s canada everybody it's just kind of a mismatch of, uh, technicians that not all of them are used to working together and and that, that that's t- and it was very like funky weather doesn't begin to describe it. it it was very very challenging conditions and they did they did miss skis a little bit on the limits they did absolutely but on the ends they had they had solved that problem they were skiing well and um yeah at the end uh, at the end of the day they're going to have to go back to the drawing board and hopefully they don't make mistakes like that again in the future because i uh, just regardless of the result who really cares like in his career i mean gonna is just such a great but it,
0: i mean they rebounded no, exactly they rebounded from sochi oh, yeah. right oh yeah absolutely. they rebounded from the waxing nightmare in sochi like they'll rebound from this right? oh, oh like, yeah exactly i'm not worried and Evanson is
1: going to be a huge talent like he is yeah. absolutely head and shoulders one
0: to watch but yeah i just felt i just felt bad okay for him. speaking of one to watch first off that is a bu- it is a bummer, and it's a bummer that I I mean personally, you know, I have kids, and it's like to think of young young adults, young men, young women being put in a position. Maybe uh, the managers, the handlers, put them in a position that's compromised rather than the kid. Yeah, I mean, the kid's going to take knows, the start right? on the World Cup, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, exactly. But someone someone has to be the adult, and it's like, look, dude, you've got maybe it needs to be you, right? Yeah. And I'm going to segue right now because you're like, Yeah, I'm not a coach, but you are. I think I wrote this, I did write this in the story. Like, you're the talisman. You've got some, like, something going on. We've had
1: great results the last two years. <laughs> right? And we've had great results the last two years at World Juniors. And I promise you this no one, no, it's the, the only people that make that happen are those athletes. That, like, because once, the, one, no matter who's helping, I'm sure, no, but no matter who's helping any athlete ever, when they cut through the start bond, we're just yelling like idiots on the side of the trail. They're the one that have to make it happen. And today for sure. Today these four guys from Canada skied outside yeah, skied outside of themselves. I was crying, I was yelling, it was like it was a phenomenal day. But also <laughs> Luke Yeager is the No, he is we gotta get right into this. No, we just gotta I gotta give the shout out to Jaeger. Luke Jagerman. It was Des- it was decimated. it was puking snow, classic. And he's like, two minutes in, this puppy is mine. Like we have talked about this, we have dreamt about this. It's one thing to win a World Junior Championship in the relay, like they did last year. That's that's crazy town. Gus Schumacher, individual World Championship gold earlier this week. We know how good they are. I mean, it's the same relay from last year, right? But they did yep. it the style they did it in, that American swagger that Luke, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about I I was on the side of the trail, like watching Luke absolutely dismantle the best juniors in the world like they're puppets. And two minutes, three minutes in, he's gone. And, you know, of course those thoughts go through your head, my head. I'm like, ooh, Luke, do you have this? Like, buddy, buddy, you are crushing right now. Nope, he has this. This was no big deal. He's pulled out over like 25, 26 seconds in five kilometers. Hands over to Ben Ogden, who just gorilla mode, like, crushes his leg. Johnny did a great job. And then Dust really just had a little comfort cruise in. I mean, the American men have won back-to-back World Junior Championship relay gold in the men's field. Like you said earlier, the women had a bronze in 2017 and now a silver today in 2020. The, this development program is on fire and the way the American men skied I just uh, it, 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 it was like take no prisoners. We're not just going to win. We're going to this is a state this was a statement. This was a huge statement. What was the chatter? The, ch- the ch- Well, the chatter one. Luke was asking me, like, which way does the course go? And he kind of like, <laughs> this voice is started like, yeah, you're, you're good, man. <laughs> like, um, but just for me on the side of the trail, I mean, I was just, I was so, so impressed with those American men. But their era is ending because all of them are graduating juniors. And now they're going to step up to the big boys, into the big boys. And if they keep that, that if they keep yeah. that, fire that confidence and that never say die attitude. Some of those guys will be named for the next 10 years to really lift the American distance program on the world cup to heights that we haven't seen since probably Chris Freeman a handful of times. These guys are for real. And it was absolutely amazing to watch them. Of course I have a red jacket (laughs) and you do have a red jacket. Yeah. But
0: let's talk about that.
1: And it says Canada on the back. And to see a sixteen-year-old I mean, like almost tear up here, like to see a sixteen-year-old kid skiing so confidently in the pack, like Zav did, like I-, I was at a loss for words. I'm like, this is just a beautiful technique, and just skiing so beyond his years, and then handing it off to this first time in international competition, Olivier, the young skier out of the Quebec Training Center, it's based in Mont Saint Anne. He's eighteen, so he has one more year of world sorry he has one more year of junior next year. He's raised one race internationally at the at the world at a world championship. That was the ten K classic. He was thirtieth, which I thought was just a phenomenal race in very challenging right, conditions. Right. Yep. And today, Olivier <laughs> He's like, Nope. I don't care if I have no experience. I'm le-. he was he was inspired man. and he led that chase group and he was just drilling it. He did not care who was behind him. I was like, had goosebumps the entire time watching them just crush, like the best 5K classics team I've seen, especially for well, like in someone that young and and with that little experience internationally. Tags off to Tom. Tags off to Tom Stephen, and Tom's in that position. Like, well, jeez, I mean, I guess we're doing this. I mean, he almost had no choice. It's like it's try or die, you know. Like Olivier just skied, uh, just skied outside of himself. Tom,
0: same deal as, as Olivier. Just, just truly at the front of their chase group. Okay, so let's just paint the context here so people know. So like now, Tom's been handed off for Canada. He's the third leg. We're at 10k. The start, you know, so half the race to go the second start of the second, uh, skate leg. And it would be U S is out front at this point by 30 seconds, but it's Italy, Norway, Switzerland, Canada, and France, roughly Italy's a little bit ahead on the handoff, but essentially it's a group of uh, one, two, three, four, five, five countries together with, you know, Canada right in it. I just wanted to set that picture there. Okay. Carry on.
1: No, no, for sure. No, that's true. I'm, I'm jumping ahead because I was just here, so I'm just, and I'm no, You excited. should be. <laughs> but Tom goes, go, but, but no, but Tom goes to the front of his chase group and just starts, I don't want to drop oh, wow. an F-ball, but just yeah. starts drilling yeah. it. And, and the kid has two more years junior left. He had the most inspiring, like not the most, but he had just an am- amazingly inspiring race in the 30K, bouncing back off a, a very tough uh, 10K classic where he's in the 50s. He skied the 17th and the 30K alone between two groups, holding off ev- the people behind him, never, cha- never catching the group ahead of him, but he skied like 24K solo. And the guy is just a ment- so tough mentally. And today, right to the front, two years more of junior left, he's like, don't care, and just absolutely smashing. Hands off to Remy. <laughs> I mean, Remy has all the confidence in the world after that fourth-place finish in the 30K, had great skis skied it beautifully like skied amazingly well tactically on the last lap just seemingly easily skis away from the other people in his group quickly puts in 18 seconds on the on the other teams comes in alone for second and bada boom bada bing we have usa first canada second in a world championship men's relay it was I know it's juniors, and this is the other thing too, because you got to stay hungry and you got to stay humble. Because as amazing as World Juniors is, and it is amazing, these are kids, and the in the bigs, <laughs> we see the results week in week out. I mean, the World Cup is, is a different is a different beast, and and yet, never in the history of Canadian cross country skiing has a World Junior team won a medal in a relay. And Canada did that today, so that is completely historic. The U.S. not only won the the World Championship Relay today for the juniors in the men's, they've won it back to back. That's never been done. Of course, it had never been won before. These guys did it last year, and then they go one, then they go one two. What a day! What a day! As much as I was just as much as I was just really hating being in Oberhausen until today because the weather was insane, and I was testing. So many goddamn combos of clister and rub, rub skis and everything and soap and changing everything and everything was wet and bonking a bit because I'm testing skis all day. I, I could not believe my. I, I still, I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words, which I'm not because I talk too much. But <laughs> one, two, man. Like, no, I know everyone knows this at home because the internet's blown up in the cross country ski, ski circles in both the US and Canada. But one and two men's relay I, I, that this is going to go down. This is going to go down. It's like, you can't really get better than that for North American scheme. You, you can't one and two doesn't in a men's it, or
0: women's relay. And I have to say like better. with the U S lineup, like 35 seconds back is stout. I think, I mean, no like shame on second place there, but like that is, I, that says something as well. No, no, no. no, man. Luke Yeager set the tone. Luke Yeager set the tone and just, you should
1: have seen these conditions. Like in classic, you don't ski away from people like that. And I mean, he had a great classic race. He was top well, he, 10. He's still pretty stout. But he dude. didn't win. But Gus, Gus won. So if... No, if, if, <laughs> no, no. no. My God, pretty stout, that's an understatement. He's a beast. But the way he absolutely dismantled the field in that first leg was something to, be, something to witness. And Ben, like... <laughs> Ben is a real smasher when he gets out there. <laughs> like, I mean, it might not be the prettiest classic scheme you've ever seen, but there's a lot of power and there's a lot of grit. And after Luke crushed and blew up the lead, Ben just, like, extended that lead through just crazy conditions. Like, it, it, no, it was, it, the men's relay was, was just, for the U.S., was a, was a thing of beauty. And I'm so looking forward to seeing those guys make the jump to the next level into the scene, and I really, really hope that they can convert this, this swagger, this this confidence, because they can do it. Like this, they, they, of course, they can do it. God, That goes without saying. But bring that swagger to the show. Bring that swagger to the show. And yeah, you you know that try or die attitude. Yeah, some days you'll die. You will. Sorry, uh, that's how it is it, in the big leagues. But. But, uh, when, when you get that, those stars aligning on together in the Olympics or world championships, or even just through a world cup season, you're going to see something majorly special from, from some of those men, um, into the future because their, their atmosphere is, yeah, I mean, we were never, I was like, I was a hack as a junior, but, but but anyway, but uh, we had something special in our team. Yeah. No, but we had something special in our team uh, with Alex, myself, Len, um, Ivan, Graham, George Gray, Jeff Dockney. And it was really, really fun. And we supported each other and we like trained hard together and, and just really believed. And good things happen when you put that together. And those, these, guys, these guys have what it takes. I know it. And I saw it today and I probably, was, well, we never know, but I mean, could be some years before I see something like a max demonstration of confidence that I, like I saw the American men today. So hats off.
0: Okay. Were you able to get to the finish for Canada crossing?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was pandemonium. We were were pretty fired up and all the guys dogpiling them. And then the, the best was tonight. We all went to the medal ceremony and, and just seeing those guys up there and I mean, the American men with their mullets and like, it's just so good. It's so, it's so awesome. And then, but they're all men. Like they're like big men and our guys on the second step of the podium are all little kids. They are skinny. And that gets me like, so they're skinny and little and I mean, am 16. You know what I mean? Tom's 17 and uh, Remy, well, he goes to Harvard which is just crazy too. He's taking physics at Harvard. The guy is like <laughs> type, I mean, motivated doesn't begin to describe this. We've all been to Boston. There's no snow in Boston, man. No. He doesn't have a car. Weston ski tracks. He, he has not, he, he, ha, he had, not, he has not skied that much this year in winter season. And yet he comes to the world juniors taking a full course load at Harvard university physics and smashes out a fourth and 30 K and then anchors them by skiing away from his group. For second in the relay, like this goes. This is this, that goes. That goes down as quite the little, sure. quite a little year for Remy Jol. But here's the question: Remy Droulet.
0: and then the other guy. Yeah.
1: Okay. yeah, yeah, No, please. Well, my,
0: I, I'm curious. Like, you know, the debate's gone on for 20 years here in the U.S. about like should athletes skip college? You know, do what Noah Hoffman was advised to do? You know, don't go to school, train full time, go to school when you're done there's been sort of the Patty Caldwell track, which a lot of people do Julia Kern track where they're sort of intermittently in school dabbling, you know, at Dartmouth say and dabbling in. Yeah, Dartmouth does a great
1: job. Yeah, you know, taking that. classes. It's awesome. Yeah. It's great that they offer that. They
0: do do a great job, but like, but what, you know, you guys have some exceptional talent. Um, does Nordic Canada get a little like, okay, we need to yank this kid into full-time training mode. No, but how and can you, he,
1: for sure that debate goes on. I like, like not, not, not just with Remy, but I mean, of course that debate goes on, but like Remy specifically, yeah. if we talk about Remy specifically, how can you tell a kid who pretty much aces his SATs, he's very passionate about math and physics, his dream is to go to Harvard that's like the Olympic gold medal of
0: of, of university. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm <laughs> he, on he, Remy's side in that choice for he grew sure. Up,
1: yeah, ex- exactly. Like he grew up, he grew up in a small town in the Kootenay Mountains of British Columbia, and he's power to him. And he wants, he, wants he he's able to do it. He's shown that he's able to do it. One year now, as a junior, time will tell. Like who knows what tomorrow brings? Who knows what? four years of full-time course loads and at a place like Harvard with um, very challenging material, very stimulating material, but uh, very challenging course loads uh, will do for his international ski career. But at the end of the day, you know what? You gotta follow your dreams, man. And like, if your dream is to get an education from arguably the best university in all the entire world, And you can ski as well, and you're motivated, and you're trying to train as best as you can. We'll have to see. I mean, it is a different situation. For sure, Harvard's a different situation than Sophie Caldwell going to Dartmouth because you can ski close to Dartmouth, and you can't really ski close to Harvard easily. But at the end of the day, it's his choice to make. And if any coach or anybody were to tell him, like, don't go to the world's best university in a field that really motivates you and really, like, gets, gets you up in the morning. Like, that's a crazy, you're a crazy person for saying that. So all the power to Remy on his journey. And, you know, it, it is a tough decision in some ways it's a tough decision. Um, and I can see that like an organization would be like, Oh man, cause Remy is a huge talent. I mean, that's, that's goes without saying, but you know what, everyone's allowed to make their own decisions. And I think, uh, I think as a country or as just a program, um, we'd be best to just support people in, in their dreams because, not to sound like a football coach, <laughs> but like, yeah, you're preparing athletes to be the best skiers or the, like have great results and improve in their sport. But really, the most important thing, uh, when leading an organization, as far as I'm concerned, is preparing them to be good people. And not all people are created equal, as far as like what they're others created equal, but sorry, but not not everyone has the same dream. So, if someone wants to combine school with skiing. Um, an organization should support that. If somebody wants to just go all in the skiing, an organization should support that and if an athlete who has a huge talent decides that, you know what, it was fun but uh, it's just too much and I want to take a step back from the sport and, and just focus on school, they can be a huge resource for you in the future with your program, uh, helping younger athletes ski. As long as we maintain like a passion for the sport through all levels of skiing, you're just building a culture and building a community and and that has to be the Main goal, I think, uh, moving forward, because you never know where these people, you never know where anyone ends up. Like, I would have never guessed them out there, like, smashing out K's on the uh, test skis and waxing in the wax truck. And, like, if you would ask me that, like, three, four years, you'd be like, absolutely not. And then the opportunity arose last year to organize the pre camp for the World Juniors trip. And I took that on, and it was so much fun. And then also, that just got me thinking like i never had this when i was in world juniors and this is crazy because if we want to pay it forward and we want these guys to have a chance it's really great to pull pull in some experience and some people that have been to these things before and and you know all the guys and girls have asked great questions to me and and you know like it's just been we're sharing knowledge and and um that's how you get better. I mean, that's what—that's how football programs work. That's how NHL, pro, like hockey programs work in development in Canada. Uh, that's how a lot of sports work in cross-country skiing in Canada. Anyway, we we have not done a good job of nurturing that alumni, that supportive uh, mentorship role, and and it's been really fun for me. And, and also, it's been—it's just been a great—it's been a great trip, and I look forward to finishing that. And my school. It's going to take a bit of a struggle. It's going to be a bit of a struggle bus to get back into the chemistry. Sunday afternoon. I had a six hour chemistry lab, so not looking forward to that.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, two more things before you go. And I probably kept you longer than I I should have here. Osberg out stress fracture. Did you see that news? Yeah, I did. I did see that news. and, And that,
1: that, that's, that's super sad. That she has to stop her season early. It's been a tough season for her, but I hope, a lot of lessons were learned um, both from her and and the team supporting her and reading the press releases and the articles, like she's, she comes right out and says that, that, you know, this is probably a consequence of, of um, the reason why I was held out of competition. So uh, she's showing a lot of professionalism and uh, this is a tough, this is a tough, been a tough year for for Ingville but I know she'll come back stronger and, She's got the world's best support system around her to, um, to make sure that happens if that and uh, I have full confidence in that, in that, in that, in that, that it will happen. And I want to also give a shout out. I, I, I'm not sure if people in the U S have access to see, um, NRK, the uh, which is the Norwegian state owned uh, broadcasting company uh, did a did a special with Jesse Diggins, and it's about 45 minutes long on uh, eating disorder issues in sport. And Jesse has been just such an amazing role model in many different aspects of sport. But um, this was really powerful. Uh, this one was, uh, and she's always been honest, but not, I, I've never seen her uh, in a public forum to be so honest. Um, this this documentary or this long form interview that NRCA in Norway did with Jessie, where she was absolutely raw and so brutally honest about the struggles that not only, she's not the only one that goes through struggles like that. And uh, the fact that she was able to put herself out there, it's so inspiring. And I hope uh, if people in the U S haven't had a chance to see this, uh, try and get a, try and find a way to see it because it's very, very powerful and very inspirational for young athletes, men and women, coming up to do sport, if you're a college country skier, if you're any endurance sport, really, it's a lot of great lessons, and I mean, Jesse, uh, Jesus, uh, that was just, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I have an immense amount of respect for Jesse Biggins, but this is, that uh, transcended sport, so was uh, incredibly powerful.
0: Cool. I will, hopefully we can link to that or post it on the site. I, I, that's been on my agenda uh, to get that up, so I will, Look into the legal aspects of that in a little bit. Okay. Okay, thanks for your time. And uh, congrats. Hope you guys can soak this one in for a bit. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Oh yeah. Another race tomorrow though, so not too much. Like, yeah, that's true. That's right. For sure.
1: But but the but the guys uh, but the guys are just over the moon and, and thanks to everyone in Canada for, this, for these guys because they're the future. It's fun. All right, take care. Thanks. Take care. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. I'm oh, sorry.